Welcome to the Watson Show. This is Lord Extra Cooler, and welcome to the Extra Cooler Show. Nobody eats beefaroni on a boat, man. That's a problem. <laughs> right, so, uh, right, so, uh, what's in cooler? Oh, that just blew my mind. <laughs> the rhino, the rhino's in here. Extra credit. Port, 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 port side heater. Extra credit. Welcome to the Extra Cooler Show. Welcome to Chapter 2 of the Warriors Trilogy of Terror, presented by us, the Extra Cooler Show. Uh, Matt, have you recovered from, from the last episode? I I am f- slightly recovered. Uh, I have had a couple of people reach out to me, making sure that uh, I was okay after <laughs> in- taking some crazy enjoyment out of... Uh, Listening to me squirm in a chair in front of a microphone. So, uh, I you have friends that check in on your welfare? Yeah. Not us. Not us. Now we, we, we send, you, to send you back. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the, the torture is about to come back around. Uh, as usual, you guys can find us on Instagram at Extra Cooler and over on Twitter at Extra Cooler Show. Um, if you didn't check it out last week, we dropped chapter one, which was. Uh, warrior uh getting thrown in the casket by the undertaker but this week uh we are we are visiting superstars from august 17th 1991 um and we're doing this watch along style once again and uh we're even going to talk about a little bit of what's happening in wwe currently uh so matt you want to get us started and hit play uh this is on a youtube video by the way once again it is not on peacock yep Uh, the words of macho man Turn around one time, turn around two times, press play. (laughs) (laughs) Three, two, one, play. All right. So, uh, again, this is Superstars from August 17th, 1991, um, chapter two of our Warriors trilogy of terror. And, um, this takes place actually in July on the 29th of 1991 uh, from Massachusetts and Worcester, uh, Worcester, Worcester, Massachusetts. Um, we've got this is the classic superstars introduction that I always remember with with the music and everything. Um, yeah, and Hacksaw lining up like he's got a, a gun with his two by four. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. and uh, once again we've got Macho Man, Vince McMahon, and Roddy Piper on commentary, and they're they're in that green screen. And uh, if you listen to last week's episode, there is a different cadence amongst them. Uh, it actually feels like they're together recording this. Yeah, I don't think there is. They don't seem as like just erratic and uh cocaine fueled or something I, they're they're a little <laughs> smoother they figured it out i think yes. and i think that's probably on macho man but i was really excited to get back with these guys i think they're a lot of fun they are they are so uh they're letting us know that next week is SummerSlam, and macho man's gonna be tying the knot in the match made in heaven um and uh I don't know about you guys, but I'm having some flashbacks to that SummerSlam episode that we recorded and uh, oh, and time. never saw the light of day. And what about <laughs> Macho's time. bachelor party? Yeah. <laughs> Lost footage. Well, we yeah. did revisit the bachelor party, though, thankfully. We did. We did, we, yeah. we did that, yeah. 
All right, so we're going to kick things right off. This episode starts hot, and Piper sends us to the Ultimate Warrior who's training uh, with Jake the Snake to prepare uh, to fight against his feud against The Undertaker. And uh, Jake leads Warrior into this, like, underground smoky dungeon. It's it's dimly lit. There's, like, a fog machine pumping the fake fog into the room. You think uh, this is in Vince's house? <laughs> I didn't think of that. <laughs> it looks like it could be like a wine cellar in some yes, somewhere for sure. <laughs> so just to paint a, be- a better picture, you got Jake. He's got like black jeans on and this like purple and green and black Hawaiian shirt for those that don't remember. And then behind him, you've got Ultimate Warrior in a white pair of like denim jeans. Uh, yeah, cut off white shorts. Custom white and- shorts, man. <laughs> yeah, and they got the airbrush, and he's got his face paint on, and he's he's got his tassels, his his uh, bike shorts, and and cowboy boots under it, and uh, he, you know he's half ready for action, and and Jake shows Warrior this dark room with a coffin, and it's got Lucifer in it, and it's the final piece of the puzzle, and uh, Jake just sells this perfectly because he's he's so quiet throughout the whole segment, and. Uh, he closes the door, locks him in, and uh, I just love hearing Warrior throughout this. What is it, Snake Man? Snake Man. <laughs> Calling him Snake Man the entire time. <laughs> so we love how he starts flailing around as soon as the lights go on, like he's getting bit by invisible <laughs> snakes. <laughs> how many snakes would you say is in this snake pit? <laughs> I don't know. 30? You gotta be, right? 32. I think yeah, I'd about 40. About tw- we're about to about down to about twenty five after he punts five of them. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. The entire time <laughs> oh, he is yeah. like PETA and WWF, not the D- World Wrestling Federation, but the World Wildlife Federation would not be happy with what's going on right here. No. Warrior is literally just shooing them away off of his feet and flailing, <laughs> flailing all over the place. It's crazy. Yeah, this is more a horror movie if you're the snake stuck in a room with this madman. Yeah. Yeah. And then, so then we've got the coffin. It looks like my grandmother's jewelry box. And it's, <laughs> he, he, he opens the thing up, and 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 looking right at him, dead in the eyes, is the snake. Oh man! And then he stares oh, God, down at the, the snake. Boys or something. <laughs> he, he's, he stares down the snake. That's like the ballsiest move. Like he I would have been like, like, oh yeah. shit! Doesn't it look like he hisses at it. Basically, <laughs> yeah. you see that. <laughs> I, I couldn't like figure out two seconds of wrestling ever. I think when the snake I, pops out and looks at him, and uh, Warrior <laughs> looks at the snake, they're like they're definitely hissing at each other. I couldn't figure out which hiss was the warrior and which hiss was the snake itself. And it's yeah. like it's a cobra, man. This thing yeah. is big. It's got its mouth wide open. It kind of looks fake at first, and yeah, then you look at it again, looks and very you're like, fake. no, yeah, this, like this, the, uh... this looks legit. It's like the Star Wars thing with Han Solo and Greedo in the cantina. Like, who shot first? I don't know. Who hissed first? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We've got – hold on. We need, we need to take a listen to what's happening right now because Warrior's just been bitten and he's, he's frazzled. He's flailing his arms all over the place like he's Kermit the Frog uh, at the beginning of the Muppet <laughs> Show. And, and he's pressed up against the window and he's breathing. No, hold on. Let me, let me play the clip. <laughs> Drop, warrior. Drop like the common man that you are. The poison runs through your veins. Oh, goodbye, cool world. Goodbye. Goodbye, warrior. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's what happens to all good men. Oh. <laughs> 
<laughs> the moaning and groaning is, is like fantastic. It's like I'm watching Skinamax. <laughs> like so uncomfortable. Uh, is and then he eventually knocks the door over and and lands at the feet of the Undertaker and Paul Bearer and. Uh, it's just like this perfect segue into the Undertaker's music, and it's, it's so crazy, like really jubilantly. Jake is is absolutely perfect for this role. Like yes. the way that he speaks, the calm way in that he communicates, and just the 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 narration from Jake Roberts during this is incredible. And then Warrior falls through the door, and Jake almost seems to like it makes you feel like he's breaking the fourth wall because yeah. he's like, Oh, the man in black. And then he's like talking <laughs> yeah. into the camera. And then you realize, all right, he's talking about undertaker. Undertaker just walked in. Paul bearer is shaking and convulsing and his necks are all over the place. And it's, it's quite the visual. Yeah. And th- this segment doesn't run very long. It's like, it feels like two minutes. It's so fast. Um, but it's it's perfectly paced, if you ask me. It's outrageous. Yeah. Um, but the we're pairing seven minutes into the episode, and that includes the intro, and then this, and it gets right into a berserker match right afterwards. <laughs> the the pairing of um, of Jake and Undertaker, I almost feel like was a a big missed opportunity. Mm. Like especially yeah. like if that happened this this day and age in wrestling, we would be clamoring for more. We would want Dude. so much more of that feud. I heard him, one of his interviews, I think it was fairly recently, where he talked about how that was a missed opportunity. He wanted to, like, tag with The Undertaker. Really? Yeah. It would have been an incredible duo, like, perfect. Like, especially back then when Undertaker, he didn't have a speaking role at all. Yeah, this I was going to say, think of, of the promos events, yeah. of Jake and Paul Bearer. It's a crazy series of events that kicks off. It really starts with Earthquake killing Damien, right? Because that like kind of fl- brings in Lucifer. Now Jake's right. a bad guy. So and but uh, Warrior still ha- gets with Undertaker, as we you know uh, talked about in the previous episode. And then it's this, and then it just and then Papa Shango next year. Like Warrior never really like finishes these feuds. And then again, like you guys said, we get the Undertaker jake match at wrestlemania 8 but it doesn't it never got fully fleshed out because then macho man gets involved no. right at SummerSlam. like yeah it's a right. they had a lot of different ingredients and they never just stuck with one recipe it feels like this segment um it felt different than the warrior undertaker segment that we watched in the previous episode i i don't this is the one that i remember the least out of the three chapters that we're gonna cover Oh, see, I, this especially, one really stands out to me, especially that it was like in the beginning of the episode. I really remember watching this and being like, whoa, the snake stuff. And they, they just kept going to the snake well in, in uh, 1991. Yeah. yeah snake, snakes are scary, man. I, I don't know. You know, you got to be an interesting, unique individual if you like infatuated with snakes. Yeah, this snake. I don't is, mind them. Yeah. No, I don't I'm either. Not, I'm not infatuated with them. Right, or... right. Yeah, no, I don't I don't hang out with snakes. I wouldn't invite one into my home. <laughs> Yeah, and this snake in particular, like, and at SummerSlam a few weeks later, whenever it is, um, does the same routine where he pops out of the thing, like he does the "Hello, my darling," "Hello, my darling," right, know, like, right. The <laughs> great snake actor. You got to give Lucifer, if that's who it is, a lot of credit. Spaceballs reference. It is a Spaceballs reference. <laughs> All right, so we've already moved on. Watch long style. We've we've completely missed uh, the Berserker with Mr. Fuji. Oh and no. He, uh, 
he defeats Dave Milson and uh, two minutes and twelve seconds, and uh, the Vince is basically talk about. Yeah, the commentators talk about nothing but what just transpired on right. our screens. <laughs> right. I love how at one point Berserker, uh, you know, takes out whoever this j- jobber is and Dave Vince Millicent. starts talking. Yeah, Dave Milson, sorry. <laughs> Vince, Vince says Warrior was sent to the hospital and received an antitoxin that will make it possible for oh, him yeah, to I'm appear sure. at SummerSlam next week. I'm sure. Like, I'm dude sure. just yeah. got bit by a goddamn snake, yeah. all right? <laughs> the Do antitoxin, get- which which will reverse the effects of the neurological paralysis that he was just entering. <laughs> Get him out there against the Triangle of Terror. Now, That's um, the other part about this. This feud is so great. Like, you've got Warrior feuding with now Jake and Undertaker, but he's stuck, like, teaming with Hogan for, yes, for no apparent reason. The stale-ass Iraqi angle? Like, finish that stuff. There could be yeah, so right. much better stuff at, at SummerSlam. Without yeah. a doubt. Uh, We're robbed of Warrior run. Undertaker. Macho on commentary, he says he doesn't like the Taker or Jake. Uh, maybe that's why they crash his uh, wedding reception. Yeah, yeah, no, this is foreshadowing there yeah. for sure. Yeah, because that's an interesting move in itself too. That they they pivot that way, like the following week. Um, all right, so we get to Sean Mooney. We need to catch up. Sean Mooney's in the event center, and uh, he he's previewing SummerSlam. Right, we get a natural disasters promo, and they're basically hyping up that Andre is going to be there uh, with the Bushwhackers, and uh, the big men hit the Big Apple. SummerSlam, and then Jimmy Hart. I don't know if anybody caught it. Jimmy Hart's just like SummerSlam. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> very like I don't know. It just felt like a very strange promo. And then we get uh, Legion of Doom with their backstage promo, and they're previewing how they're ready for their tag team title match. Uh, but at this point, Hawk goes off on a tangent <laughs> talking about uh, the comic strip Sergeant Snorkel and Beetle Bailey. Uh, so I, I don't even know what he says. It's bizarre. <laughs> I, li- I just like the idea of Hawk reading the funny pages of the newspaper. Yeah. <laughs> I could see that, yeah, like, I absolutely can envision that. Yeah, you're his son, and you know, like you're looking to read like the sports news, uh, pages or whatever. And you ask him, like, come, come on, Dad. Well, I haven't finished the funny pages yet. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Just the way he says it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sergeant Snorkel and Beetle Bailey yeah. like <laughs> emphasizes the bees. <laughs> hey, Adam, uh, get a load of this one. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Uh, next match on the card is Texas Tornado facing off against Pete Dory. Um, uh, OG Fig Kid, Tom, where are you to tell me who's who in this? Because last week he told me, you don't know who this guy is. And it turned out it was Randy Orton's uncle. So oh, yeah, uh, I got that text shame too. on shame on all four of us, apparently. Pete Doherty is actually Francis from Pee Wee's Big Adventure. <laughs> he does look like him. Pete Doherty is is prancing around the ring, and he's like kind of cutting and strutting, like a little uh, Brutus Beefcake in there, a little, I don't know, he's an entertaining cat for sure. At least he's trying (laughs) with his uh, big old undies pulled up above his belly button. (laughs) Storm is brewing as a Texas tornado with a uh, a big rest hold on the... This is Beetle Bailey. This is when they're Beetle Bailey. This is when they're talking about uh, Macho Man's honeymoon, right? During this. Match. Yes. Yeah. Where are you Macho going? Man. Yeah. Go ahead. Where, where are you going? <laughs> None of your business, USA. Yeah. <laughs> what the heck? Jesus. And then I later just on, love. I just, I just love the like 
the the commentary between Piper and Macho like in these matches have nothing to do with the matches themselves as these jobber no. marathons are happening in the background. It's it's just so entertaining and so like breath of fresh air to what we're used to now. Oh, they're so good. There's that bit in this match where like um someone talks about pulling a snake out of your chest. Yes. <laughs> and then it, yeah. And then Piper goes, Doherty couldn't do that. Like, oh, man, he just say that yeah. guy has no Johnson? Yeah, Doherty <laughs> needs to pull a snake out of his pants to win. <laughs> they had to escape the claw. It's Piper's just... talking about fringes. Macho's yeah, this... talking about he's prettier than the bride. <laughs> the crazy stuff. The one thing I realized in watching all these superstars is that they're basically just like an hour-long or 45-minute-long advertisement for kids to to get to watch like the pay-per-view or something oh, or no get them hyped up because it's that's all they do they don't talk about the action at all it's a it's a vehicle for that and for like the local house shows and stuff it's that's that's all it is it's just a commercial buy your action figures, and they used to right? and they used to film what three episodes i think at at these house shows i think so i listened yeah. to um I went back and and Sean Mooney has a podcast right now. Oh, no way. And uh yeah, he's had it for a while and he just started maybe around like COVID 2 years ago. He started doing um like watch alongs and holy shit that guy should not do watch alongs because <laughs> they are like the most painfully boring thing. So I listened to our chapter 3 and uh he revealed that, but it's I I don't advise listening to his podcast, at least not the watch alongs. I said do not recommend. Do not recommend Sean Mooney. Sorry, Sean Mooney. To go back to the our uh, Warrior segment earlier on, do you guys? I like. I was getting a bit some vibes of uh, Undertaker, AJ Styles at COVID Mania, whenever that. Oh was yeah, twenty right? Doesn't it has like? Yes, a, it feels like a prequel mm. to that or something. Very like, much so. They dusted off the fog machine, and you know, yeah. Especially if it turned, if it was a match in form of a match, it, it yes. would have had that vibe big time. They were sniffing around this for like, um, you know, almost 30 years, basically. Yeah. yeah. I mean, they revisit it with the Yokozuna and constructing that casket. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and, and like in the uh, in the barn, you know, they like, oh, yeah, and that, that was one fun. was on the McMahon property. So, uh, yeah, they, they certainly go back to the well there and creating that ambiance, if you will, mm-hmm. <laughs> for uh, it, for The Undertaker. And it, it felt like a horror movie early in that thing. Like, I could see, like, how that scared the crap oh, out totally. of any of us back then. All right, so now we've got the uh, update from Mean Gene in the control room, and, and we get a preview of the magazine and the $80 Coliseum video. And uh, we've got Bobby the Brain Heenan. And uh, this is probably the first time I've ever disagreed with, with Heenan. Um he says the big gold compared to Hogan's winged eagle is like comparing ice cream to horse manure. <laughs> um, I I think I know where all four of us stand. I, I me personally, I've always preferred the winged eagle over this thing. This I'm thing sorry, is just no too big and bulky. Um, it doesn't but anyway, look he's big here to me, honestly. No, I don't remember. So like, I like remember them showing it, and then like, at what point did they blur it out? I need someone to tell me. Like, me- remember they started blurring the title out? Like, Absolutely. did WCW like threaten to sue them for they showing did, it yeah. on TV? That's what I it think. Was. That, well, I think this it was blurred out here, but this is like we like the previous episode. Oh, this was network re released because you've noticed they like blur out anytime anyone says WWF, they like delete it. And they right. Um, Good point. Like that. Yeah. So I bet you. So maybe this was. Interesting. Because that was actually a legal thing back then. They weren't doing it just for fun, I don't think. No, no, yeah. They, 
And then they transitioned to Flair carrying around a title that looked like the tag titles, but yes. wasn't the tag and title. It said, but and it says it, world title on it. Yeah, that was blurred out. And yeah, it was a weird scenario because it, it definitely showed up in one of our past episodes as yes. well. I think it was the yep. SummerSlam episode that um, was the 92 SummerSlam. So the so, SummerSlam. The craziest thing about this is it's such a colossal missed opportunity with uh, Flair and Hogan and what could have and what should have been. they hyped been. it from the get-go. I know, but like, there's never a blow-off outside no. of the Royal Rumble was the closest thing. I wonder um, why. Yeah. Because it's, uh, there's a certain yeah. egomaniac involved. Maybe. Right. It's not going to work for me, brother. <laughs> so uh, speaking speaking of big-time feel, uh, we have oh, to take yeah. a break from – no, I'm not. I'm going to have to glance over Skinner's match. What? Sorry, Jim. But <laughs> Chapter 3, you get to talk about Skinner, all right? We have to talk about what happened this past weekend uh, in WWE. Um, I I know you're really disappointed I'm, that I'm, I'm glancing over Skinner right now. I'm going to spike my headphones. <laughs> um, has there ever been – when was the last time that WWE was so exciting? Because the end of of uh, this past week's Extreme Rules was absolutely incredible. Like the, the pay-per-view was, was solid. The matches were, were solid for the most part. But the ending alone, just the entire way that they did it, um, I don't know if anybody saw it out there, but uh, they kind of like sold it as that it was going off the air. Like, you know, how many times have you watched the WWE pay-per-view and you see that little like copyright in the bottom and you're like, oh, damn it, it's over. Right. And, it was the old NXT takeover yeah, yep, trick, man. Yep, like, And yep. Triple H pulled it out of his hat again. And man, like think of the Gargano and Tommaso uh, right. Champa feud, and how we were in the house for that one too in Brooklyn. And so you know, we, when you go back and you watch it, they flash the the little credit in the bottom, the little copyright thing, and you're like, "All right, time to go home." And then wait a minute, you still have a couple minutes. And they gave us the most perfect return, the most like satisfying, holy shit huge pop in the crowd the crowd was perfect like this bray wyatt stuff is just been chef's kiss like absolutely perfect and the return was no different it's crazy because like i don't know where it's going i don't know who he's gonna feud with but just like the unknown of it has been so much fun I think that's even more impressive and right. they allow they allow the QR codes to continue to happen because he just said I'm back pretty much I'm here yeah. and that yeah. was it and now there's all this speculation of the Wyatt 6 and you know who the the six people could be and if these human forms of the puppets from the Firefly Funhouse and all this other craziness is uh is certainly intriguing and I know we don't have any extra credit during this episode today so I'll I'll keep it short but mwah, chef's kiss papa and h delivers again man real quick they show the women's tag titles uh during it looks like the women's tag titles two, it was such two a belts weird... hanging hanging over the railing uh, when they show one of the characters. Yeah, at first I thought it was just like some fan, like like yeah, they were because they were in the crowd. I was like, maybe it's just a fan, like with their their belt, or I, I don't know. It was it was odd the placement, but you know, these days everything they do has a reason, and you have to pay very close attention, which makes it a lot more fun to watch. Hell yeah! See, I'm left right. uh, wanting more though. I, I've seen this before. Let's prove it. Let's do some more something else with him. Yeah, dial it, dial it up. I don't. I need For the... more than QR codes, honestly. Like, let's do, <laughs> let's do something with this guy. It's been 10 years. I know The Fiend was pretty good right. for a bit. But, like, come on. Let's go. 
I, but well, you, you know what was I, six, that kind of thing? All right. The most impressive part about it was that it was a build, and we all kind of assumed it was him. And But the build didn't, like, go too long. It didn't drag out forever. It was, what, a month long? And, and you know, to me, yeah. that was just enough. Um, yep. So the you next step is going to be very key. you got what you wanted, actually. Yes. Like, it's not like the higher power or something right. back in the past where it was like a right. white fart at the end. Yeah. Yeah, and I've been saying, I've been critical of Bray Wyatt, like, that he needs other people with him. He can't fly solo. And uh, it's going to be interesting to see what they what they do with him and what he, you know, they're going to give him more creative freedom, I'm sure. No, that's good. And that, oh, those are all good things. I don't mean to uh, yuck anyone's yum. I'm just, no, I'm listen, just, I'm just like, let's, let's go now. Let's yes, right. All right, so let's get back to the superstars, if everybody's good with that, because we glanced over uh, Skinner defeating Mario Mancini in <laughs> under two minutes. Um, <laughs> Jim's favorite wrestler. Well, can we, can we at least talk about the part where Macho Man said he's going to kidnap Skinner in a pickup truck and drop him <laughs> off at Jake the Snakes? Like, to Matt's point earlier, that's exactly what you're getting, that kind of commentary. He's talking about kidnapping a man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Skinner's talking about he's doing poetry about smashing a bird's head. And then yeah. Piper goes, poetry, yes. Bad breath, yes. Lack of hair, yes. <laughs> so good. And and Skinner at this point in time, that guy's got to be a, like looks like he's probably fifty years old. Yeah, he's pretty menacing. I gotta say. Oh, without a doubt. Without a doubt. Um, one one so last after... thing, if you will. One last thing. <laughs> Mikey, Mikey, work right? Do you remember the film Thinner? Uh, yeah, I brought it up to Nick like about a week or two ago. Actually, yeah. Do like, no, you remember like, how? You remember he, how he the, like, the gypsy person would say "thinner" in the movie? You used to do it all. The time. Yeah, that's how they should announce Skinner's name. Apparently, <laughs> coming down the aisle, Skinner. Yes. Yeah, lots, lots scarier. That's all. I'm um, done. Uh, all right. So after that match, we get uh, Mean Gene in the control room once again, and we get a Mister Perfect and Coach promo hyping up Brett versus Perfect at SummerSlam. And uh, yeah, basically, off these two. yeah, exactly. So then right after we get Brett and he's basically saying the same exact bullshit, like, all right, we don't want to hear this out of Mr. Perfect, especially. Um, but what what I want to know, right, if ever anybody wants to buy like a cameo from Bret Hart, I don't want him to say like shout out to the Extra Cooler show or like F you, Matt. I, I want him to tell us why he refers to SummerSlam as the SummerSlam. Like, he's the only person in the company that does so. It's a great question. I bet you, you know, I think there's something to the whole Stu being a vampire thing. Because that's like how, like, an, <laughs> that's how, like, think about it, though. Like, that's how, like, an Eastern European person would say, like, oh, welcome to the SummerSlam. Oh, <laughs> right? Like, you're so, right. Yeah, I want to stretch. I want to stretch you in the dungeon. Eh? <laughs> well, welcome, welcome to Castle Heart. Eh? That's 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 my only guess, though. That the hearts are vampires, and that anyone that gets dragged to the dungeon, whether it be Brian Pillman, the Rhino, British Bulldog, why are all these people hanging out with them? They got turned into heart vampires in the dungeon because Stu stretched them in the dungeon. <laughs> in the dungeon. <laughs> eh, 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 eh. Oh god. That's all. <laughs> all right, so then our next match we've got uh the Legion of Doom, uh Animal and Hawk defeating Barry Hardy and none other than Dwayne yeah. Gill uh in 
probably the longest match in Superstars history. It went three minutes <laughs> and 11 seconds. Um, I thought this was going to be open, over as soon as they threw him out yeah. of the ring. I thought it was like done. Yeah, Without no. a doubt, Macho Man, these two, they've got potential. Uh-huh. <laughs> like, what? Yeah, somebody faxed them, Piper says. What are they What are they referring to? <laughs> I don't <laughs> you do notice the warrior pop though don't you the crowd is like all about it oh they, yeah oh without a doubt and do you like did you notice uh vince's call back to his joke earlier he goes nastyville's uh next to none of your business usa <laughs> <laughs> someone he definitely had that pre-written yeah, oh, yeah there's oh, a lot yeah, of pre-written ready. stuff in here so many puns and uh like play on words and stuff like that in this entire episode piper i've been to nastyville in an all-night gas station <laughs> yeah <laughs> what's he referring to like the turlet in there i don't even know <laughs> Uh, all right, so uh, it, it's about that time that, that we talk about what's in everybody's cooler. The Extra Cooler Show and What's in the Cooler is brought to you by Sloop Brewing Company. Sloop is known for their hazy and golden IPAs like Juice Bomb and Super Soft. Uh, tonight, I have a Sloop with me, so I'm going to go first. I have, which has become probably my favorite Sloop, um, and it's the Simcoe Cashmere Bomb. Uh, I really like this. It's 6.5%, 16-ounce can. It's very smooth. Uh, it, it's got that classic, you know, the hazy, um, citrusy flavor of Sloop that we've known to love. And uh, I don't know, man. It's just, it's really good. Highly the recommend it if time, you can find it. Yeah. The very first time you had it, you texted me immediately with a picture of it of like, get this one if you can find it. <laughs> yeah, it's it's really good. I agree. Oh, Matt, what do you I, got? Uh, I came with the classic. I've got an El Segundo Brewing Company, Steve Austin's Broken Skull IPA. Hell yeah. Uh, Man. 6.7% or baby. the Mercatroy. Great like West Coast IPA been, right here. Hasn't been on the show in a while. No, probably since like yeah. WrestleMania season. Would yeah, be WrestleMania guess. season, there was like a good run of it. And then the lager, the American lager yep. right as well. Yeah. I feel like I haven't found it in a while, and I walked into a different BD than I normally go to as I'm en route to my parents' house and uh, stopped in and saw him, and I had to pick him up. So uh, cheers, fellas. Excellent. You guys guys ready for this? I can't wait. Hold on to your butts. Um, So I got (laughs) this. This might be the first cider ever on the show. This is Beacon Beacon Skiff, which is a renowned local cidery or whatever you want to call them. This is nineteen from this is the company nineteen eleven. This is a candy corn hard cider for very seasonal, and it tastes like um, if I had to put my finger on it, I'd say it tastes like genocide. So, (laughs) yeah, yep. Candy corn sounds about right. Yeah, I like I like candy corn. Uh, Candy corn is a delicious Halloween candy. I know. I I don't hate it. I kind of like it. Yeah, you got to right. nibble it. You nibble it one color at a time. You know, yeah, it can't I go like wrong. That. No, I agree. No, if you pop them, no. you're doing it wrong. All right. No, yeah, it's it's all disgusting. Popping like five. Oh, this time. guy, this guy in his palate, he's the hop god, but he can't eat shit. He can't eat candy <laughs> corn. He doesn't like mayonnaise. Nope. <laughs> Let me tell you something, nope. brother. I'll go make him a mayonnaise and candy corn sandwich. <laughs> oh my God. I'm getting him that for his birthday. I'm going smear it on their screen. You get to see it. We get in the mail, see what happens. I'll get arrested for like terrorism. <laughs> That'll be gen- genocide. <laughs> Mikey freaking work rate. What do you got? I got um, another beer from Sloop. You know, they're sponsoring us. So uh, 
I got a <laughs> what, what is that? What are you? Like, an old man? Yeah. I think he's distracted by uh, Hogan's bronze body. I am. He's <laughs> distracting me. He's bronze. He's he's posing. He's scrunching his face. Uh, here comes General Adnan, who can't look at the camera. <laughs> I don't know what way he's looking. Did you like Come how on. My... Guy's got a lazy eye. You like how yeah. Hogan was selling the warrior snake attack in a positive fashion? <laughs> he's like he's, he's telling he he's stole taking energy the, from it. Yeah, yeah, he stole the venom and the poison. Okay, okay. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> I got an Oktoberfest from Sloop. It's five point five percent, and it's actually really good. Might be one. It's definitely like top three Oktoberfest. Nice. Whoa. All right. Cool. I don't think I, I feel had like a non IPA from them. Mm-hmm. That's big words coming from Mikey Workrate over there. He is like Mr. Oktoberfest. He, yes. Mr. Oktoberfest. I like that. I'm going to make like a Mr. Monday Night type shirt for you, like airbrushed. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Mr. Oktoberfest. Awesome. <laughs> nobody, nobody wants to see Mikey Workrate in Lederhosen, though. <laughs> yeah, he's got the chest hair like Miguel from the Los Barricos. Anyway, we need to get back to this you can action. Put that on the shirt, you can airbrush the chest hair. This is true. It would have to be a white T-shirt. That's funny. Uh, anyway, so as, as we said, we get Hogan. <laughs> we glance over Hogan and the uh, Triangle of Terror, and uh, I can't believe they tracked this Iraqi thing hot dog. forever. Oh yeah, yeah he's looking oh really, really ripe. Like, oh man, that guy. He, he looks like Halloween candy. He's yeah. I, he really does. He's his I, own candy time. corn. He is <laughs> Hogan corn. All right, here we go. We got we got right another. About it. We've got a, a backstage interview segment with Million Dollar Man, who has just acquired Sensational Sherry. Right, uh, she ditched Macho King, mm-hmm. and now she's with DiBiase, and DiBiase is locked up in his feud with none other than Mr. our Meat good Sauce. friend, Mister Meat Sauce, uh, <laughs> Mister Too Legit to Quit, Virgil. Yeah, Virgil, jeez. Yeah, I think he contradicts uh, DiBiase and says, actually, I'm taking the train to SummerSlam. I'm like, all right. All right, Virgil. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> I do love how they preview the whole SummerSlam card. Like, they've, they've, they've touched on the main events. Now now we're talking about the Jailhouse match, which, in my opinion, is a classic uh, from <laughs> SummerSlam 1991 and from, all the segments. Yeah, from... Yes. Yeah, we've had that in our... Um, yeah, we have to cover that match sometimes. Bulls. I feel like nobody, what, nobody jailhouse it, match, hasn't it? Maybe, maybe it's questionable. You get this is the best. You get like they're all like improving, right? Clearly, they're they're doing their own thing. They write their own scripts, and Big Man just like ends his promo by calling Mountie Buck. Okay, yeah. Buck, <laughs> like Buck. <laughs> Big Boss Man is so sweaty. It's oh, incredible. Man. Like, He's, yeah, his He's shirt is like soaking that. wet. He comes down the aisle sweating. He's he's in his promos all hot and heated. It's yeah, and what? Why is he always dressed as if he's like that guy at the end of the wedding who's like shirt <laughs> is unbuttoned halfway and like just <laughs> dripping in sweat? Yeah. We, we all have a friend like yeah. that. Yeah. Uh, my friend's name is Vinny, so uh, shout out Vin. <laughs> and then I can't believe what is this? The last match that they preview, or the no, second to last match, they go over. Uh, Greg Valentine he gets a promo on IRS and uh, the, the six man tag of. Uh, Tornado, Bulldog, and and Ricky the Dragon versus Power and Gore. Let's get these guys some checks, right? Yeah. Let's, yeah. let's get these guys some checks. 
Greg the Hammer Valentine may be one of the worst promos in the history of promos. Oh, without it's, a doubt. It's atrocious. He looks like he's going to have a heart attack like uh, every second. <laughs> it's hard to watch. All right. Thanks, Mean Gene. Uh, let's send it back to the crowd. And we've got Jimmy Snuka. I love who, it. Is, is it jarring to anybody else to look at him like this? Because he's wearing like a Tarzan type shirt yeah. and he's got like a a leopard leotard on or something and like this velour suit it's pants like jimmy snooker and pants and he's yeah, got boots on like what the hell give me barefoot jimmy snooker yeah he was this is end of the run uh snooker oh without here. a doubt he was kind of like yeah. at this point at wrestlemania 7 when he's job right with undertaker he, uh and he's sorry he's facing off against uh the brooklyn brawler in here his gear almost looks like a short dress it's, it's it's yeah, it's strange. weird. Yeah, he's you know though his music it slaps. Oh, it definitely oh, yeah. does. Always has. It's, it's super underrated. We get some talk about Brooklyn though in this match, which is fun because <laughs> of the brawler. Macho says it? Brooklyn. I could go there for my honeymoon. <laughs> <laughs> Brooklyn, nineteen ninety one, doesn't really sound like an appealing place. <laughs> no. Which Macho Man has clearly not made any plans. Like he's like, like spitballing <laughs> no. ideas at this stage. Yeah, and they mention it to him. He's like, "Oh shit, wait, I got to book a honeymoon." Superfly uh, actually falls for they... the same trick in the beginning of this match that he does uh, with Undertaker at WrestleMania. He's like adjusting his boots in the corner. Like, why are you doing this now? And he gets attacked from behind. <laughs> yeah, just yeah. except the Undertaker, of course, annihilates him, and the brawler is incapable of doing that. <laughs> oh man! At and then they, point, re- they zoom in on uh, Snuka, and he, Macho goes, "That's not Elizabeth. I know what she looks like." Uh huh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of that weird stuff. I think he's running out of gas at this point of the episode because at the end he says he loves Elizabeth more than Snooka. It's like, okay, that's good to know, Macho Man. I, I hope that's the case. <laughs> Granted, we know how that marriage uh, ends not long not after. so good. You're not very good. Man, now we got to sit here and, and watch this match because we decided to make this a watch-along episode. <laughs> so, <laughs> Brooklyn Brawler. I've actually finished the candy corn uh, cider, just so you guys are aware. Yeah, you oh, probably I'm, need. I'm like always some... proud. I'm always proud of Jim because even when his beverage of choice is crap, that dude will finish it every single time. Oh, so yeah, uh, hats <laughs> off to you, man. Has it you got booze to. in it? I'll drink it. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. You can't can't leave that guy behind. Oh no, I never. See, I don't, uh, yeah, I don't. Who, who doesn't finish their drink? I, it's I, only a matter of time before we have some malort on here. Oh, I, yeah, oh, I'm surprised we haven't done that yet. This Chicago does have, street fight. It did have 6.9% in it, though, so it wasn't bad. Really? Yeah. I mean, we're, we're talking about the guy that brought Steel Reserve to uh, What's yeah. in Your Cooler. That cost me a year of my life, so I still... <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I also... Do you usually go cider? I can't do cider. Like, no, it's I, just I something I cannot yet. do. I'll have, like, Too one sweet. once in a while. Yes. There. I'm like, all right, fine. Same. I'll have yeah. cider. Someone brings yeah. it over or something like that. Yeah. Right. But otherwise, no. No. Yeah. Not something like I purchased myself. No, I only did this because it was candy corn cider. I was like, this will be perfect for the episode. <laughs> <laughs> it was perfect, just not was. in a good drinking kind of way. Well, you know yeah, what it is. It's because, yeah, uh, Stu cannot drink the, uh, what do you call it, the IPA. <laughs> it's, like, it's like garlic. I like a, <laughs> I like a Saskatchewan Pilsner. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> Snooka has uh, defeated Brooklyn Brawler with his uh, Look at that, we got splash. Oh, thank God. That was the longest two minutes and 47 seconds I've ever had uh, on this show. Uh, next up, we've got Mr. Perfect with the coach. Can anybody tell me who Ms. the coach is? Like, who is this guy? He's definitely some uh, Deep South uh, Federation Has, guy. Right. Yeah, I, I looked it up at some point. I did not look it up today. Oh, and he's, he's facing uh, off against Mike Daniels. Who, that's my uh, college housemate, Mike Daniels. <laughs> yeah, I forgot about Mike Daniels. Uh, Mike Daniels has some slinkies on him. Yeah, he's got slinkies. Oh. Hashtag slinkies. Slinkies 316. <laughs> as, uh, as I believe oh. Piper says, nice, nice peck development on Mike here. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, yep. Just go on nice the, tan, you know, too, man. says the macho man. Yeah. <laughs> So if you didn't figure it out, this guy's got some long slinkies, and uh, <laughs> and he's like as pale as Casper the Friendly Ghost. A callback from Chapter One. Go yeah. back and listen. <laughs> but but perfect slaps the shit out of this poor guy. Like yeah. he does not mess around. <laughs> so sorry, we're all like uh, just staring at no, Coach he's... doing his jumping jacks yeah. in the middle of the ring. This guy Coach pissed is me off. Guy. He's yeah, a big Ma- boy. I believe Macho Man is impressed by the way he jumps under the first rope. I've never heard anyone impressed by that before. Like, I guess he launches himself underneath there. I don't know. Who, who do you think is going to be the first person to either hop in our Discord and tell us who coaches or text or message one of us? I, I, I bet you want to put OG, your money OG on? Fig Kid. No, OG yeah. Fig Kid. His, his odds are, are low. It's like minus 200. <laughs> yeah, the payout's not very big. It's either him or Andrew. Andrew's at Tom plus had... 100. <laughs> Tom has told me he listens on Fridays, so we've got to uh, we've got oh. two days for somebody else yeah. to jump in and uh, and be able to tell us about the coach over here. This slinky guy is re- a really. It's hard to look at, like the local talent in these matches. It's like, yeah, not perfect. that I would look any better. I would get perfect. ridiculed by these perfect people. It's like, look at you and look at yeah, me. Yeah, yeah. He points to his gut. Didn't Perfect <laughs> do that? No. Oh no. What? What were we watch? We watched the match on here Absolutely. within the last year. What it was, was the it? Same uh, Scott Hall and Mister Perfect. Oh right? yes. Yes. Yeah. And he yes, points out exactly Perfect's gut. It so it's kind of funny because Perfect does it to uh, Mike Daniels here. My poor Mike Daniels. <laughs> How much? I would love to know how much one of these jobbers made, like for one of these appearances. Fifty bucks in, at the time. Yeah, top. I, I, yeah. Mm. you probably got a fifty bucks in like one of those foam LOD uh, like shoulder pads. <laughs> Maybe you not even. You can count out. <laughs> that was the fastest ten count ever. Yeah. And to retain, to re- sorry, sorry, he retained. This was an intercontinental title match, by the way. Wow. <laughs> Usually they're all like non-title. How does Mike Daniels get an intercontinental title shot? <laughs> he earned it. Yeah. He's at the top of uh, Tony Khan's power rankings or whatever stupid well, shit Look at this he guy does. drink a soda. Do you see this? Yeah, not only that. <laughs> Wait, I wanna, it's got, a, got straw, a straw, and he tips you... it completely upside down. Like, that. that's... No, you don't do that. That is a crazy... I'm surprised person. he didn't have it all over his shirt. Because it's like a plastic water bottle with the plastic top, super 90s with the scrunchy yep. straw Summer that slam. you could like move around. It's a, the SummerSlam on the side, probably. Uh, and like the dude like, tips it upside down. Yeah. It is a toddler move, you're right. Very much so. Oh, very toddler move. Good call. 
I, Perfect grabs the, the mic uh, and he cuts yeah. a promo and uh He's got his short little haircut here that is like gets famously froey yes. during SummerSlam '91, <laughs> which is definitely a match that we need to cover uh, oh, at least absolutely. just that match because it's it's like one of the best wrestling See, that matches. Shockingly, never come up. No, that's Ted uh, wrestling for sales favorite match of all time. He thinks I, that's the I, best wrestling match. Ironically, I, while we were at the, um, I think it was the first pop up shop. Stack Guy Greg came over and purchased the yes. uh, artwork for Bret Hart versus yes. Mr. Perfect, if I remember correctly. Oh, yep. cool. And then, like, later on when we saw uh, Stack Guy Greg, he was like, I'll give you a hug even though you're a, you're a HBK guy. <laughs> like, I don't remember <laughs> him saying that to me. <laughs> oh, anyway. All right. Back, back to Mooney. Back to Mooney, this bum. Don't this... listen to this podcast. Tell your friends about our podcast. Oh, here's uh, Matt's favorite yeah. promo. Here's, here's the, I jumped ahead with the Greg Valentine. I had it in my notes. I guess I had an itchy trigger finger because here comes the finger pointing. But the best part about this is the background again. I'm going to oh, talk yes. about it until I'm blue in the face. The logo for Greg the Hammer Valentine is the hammer uh, is hammering down on the V in Valentine. Yes. There's nails in the background. It's not that nails. We'll Hell get to yeah. na- that nails next oh, week. Boy. But yeah. it's it's beautiful. But so like, so here's what's always crazy. Some of the, like so many of these guys have backgrounds, right? IRS right now, he's got stacks of manila folders and a a 1040 (laughs) document in the background. But meanwhile, then poor million dollar man didn't even get anything earlier with Sherry. I think it's always, Um, uh, I was going to say the newer guys, but Valentine is definitely not newer. So I don't know what was going on there with, uh, I I wonder if it depends on where they filmed it. Like if, like some of these are just straight up vignettes, right? And, it's an interesting formula that Superstars has, how every episode, like, they have a match, and then they have, like, like three or four minutes of just, like, vignettes and promos to end It'll, it. it'll end with this stuff, too. Yeah. Yeah. That's the <laughs> weird Not, format. These guys it, are like... in space or something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All so right. We this, so we have the trio here of uh, uh, Bulldog, Texas Tornado, and the Dragon Ricky Steamboat, which is pretty enjoyable. It's really bad, but it's really fun to watch. Hell Yeah. All right, we're going to wrap things up because uh, this was a blast, but I can't wait to talk about Chapter 3. Um, so if you haven't already done it, go back, listen to Chapter 1 of our Warriors Trilogy of Terror, uh, where we cover uh, Warrior getting shoved in the casket at the uh, funeral parlor from 1991. And uh, next week, we're going to be covering Chapter 3 of the Warriors Trilogy of Terror and uh, the infamous uh, Warrior and Papa Shango feud that goes down. Mm. So uh, can't wait, guys. Be sure to follow us on Instagram at Extra Cooler and over on Twitter at Extra Cooler Show. Don't forget to follow and check out the Pod Foundation on social media at Pod Foundation. Uh, just as this is rolling the credits, there's a little girl whose father's shoving a WWF ice cream bar in her face. I don't know who was on the bar. That who was on the. I don't bar? know. Did you catch it? I did not. <laughs> it's it's I, half eaten, so it was just yeah. legs. You would have, think, you have to look through the really grainy YouTube footage to see if you can make out the name that was on the bottom. I think it was probably Skinner. He had an ice cream bar. <laughs> no, he did, did he? He, he did it. No he way. It. No one wants to put that man in their mouth. That's all right, weird. cheers. Tell all your friends about the Extra Cooler Show and our uh, specifically our uh, trilogy of terror here. Uh, see you next week. Later. See ya. Yeah, reach out for me. I'm a snake. 
Never trust a snake. <laughs> Nobody eats beefaroni on a boat, man. That's a problem. <laughs> right, so, uh, right, so uh, what's in the cooler? Oh, just blew my mind. <laughs> your rhino, your rhino sign, yeah. Extra credit. Quartz, 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 quartz side heater. Extra credit. Well done.